and welcome to the Landman Pivot Podcast. I'm your host and pivot coach, Ryan Fairbanks. I'm a registered professional landman with the American Association of Professional Landmen. During my 15 years as a petroleum landman, I've gained a passion for helping others level up their skill set and mindset so they can be ready for anything in our ever-changing industry. One of my favorite ways to do this is by introducing listeners to mentors and coaches like me who want to see you succeed. At the end of the interview, I'll tell you more about additional resources you can use to forge new connections and gain new skills to get you moving forward with confidence. Welcome, and today on the podcast, we have Dustin Reichman. Dustin is the owner of Simple Success Coaching, and so we're going to get into that and talk about his coaching business a little bit, but Dustin, let's lead off with... uh, you know, giving people a little bit more background, a little bit of history of some of the transitions or pivots that you've been through in your career and what brought you to this coaching position that you're in now. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me, Ryan. Uh, It's been great to connect with you. And uh, yeah, I'd love to share a little more of my journey. It's not in land specifically, but um, there's been a lot of pivots here that a lot of people might be able to point to and, and relate to. So I originally had a professional career in engineering. So I was a civil engineer, did consulting for 15 years. While I was in engineering, I did quite a few businesses on the side. And the very first business that brought me online way back in 2009 was called Engaged Marriage. Uh, It still exists today. Um, But that came out of marriage ministry my wife and I were doing and just felt a a call to bring it online and see what we could do with it. And it turned into a a real business and uh, was blessed by that because that pull on that business led me into digital marketing. So I uh, I was I was learning a lot. We're kind of we're going to talk about skill development and talk more about how that came to be. But I, I really poured myself into digital marketing, which led to me out of engineering and into digital marketing as a consultant in that field. So in the mid, you know, like 2015 to 2017, just that time of transition out of engineering and ultimately into full-time self-employment uh, and becoming an entrepreneur. So I was working for a bunch of different types of companies locally online, just doing all different types of marketing, website development, and learned learned a ton in that process. And it's relevant because one of those local clients was a local butcher shop and uh, developed a friendship and a relationship there doing work for their local brick and mortar shops. And ultimately ended up led to a business partnership uh, with a company that we created called Fire Creek Snacks. And so that was in 2019. Uh, So Fire Creek Snacks, brought me into the world of like e-commerce and Shopify. It also brought me into the world of trade shows, brick and mortar, and like getting our product on the store shelves, which was a, a new thing that I learned along that that journey. Um, and then, wow. yeah, and then COVID happened in 2020. Uh, I was literally driving to Chicago for an Ace Hardware trade show, got the call that the trade show was canceled. I was like, oh my, this is, this is different. Uh, our business model is going to be shifting. And uh, also lost a lot of my marketing clients because they were shut down and, and you know, it was just this chaos, basically. Um, but out of that uh, came in, in the summer 2020, my first podcast appearance. So I kind of leaned in and said, you know what, I, there's got to be a different way to market Fire Creek Snacks. And so the podcast appearance happened. I loved it. It was really effective for our business. I've leaned into that and done a ton of that over the past couple of years. And that is actually what pulled me over into coaching and masterminds, uh, which I know we'll, we'll open up more, but that's that's really my journey. Engineer, marriage, 
meat sticks marketing <laughs> and now, <laughs> you know, masterminds and podcast guesting, uh, which is something I would have never been able to even see two, two or three years ago. But now it's like my whole life. <laughs> it's pretty funny how that works. Yeah. So I think that's really helpful for our listeners, Dustin, because so much of what we do in land is pivoting to, you know, different projects, different clients that we work for different fields that we work in, different roles that we take on, whether it's as an independent contractor, filling different roles on different parts of the team, um, you know, from running title to negotiating contracts, from leading and managing other independent contractors to managing a, a whole asset or a field. Um, for some of our in-house land folks that work for a, a corporate client, um, so I think those pivots, those shifts and, and, you know, what you did to transition from one to the other and being able to balance more than one thing at a time. Right. And, and build things to the point that it made sense to transition to the new thing. Um, I'm interested to hear more about that kind of balance, how you balanced it when you knew it was time to make the leap and shift the primary focus from that full-time job or that business to the new one. Yeah. Um, so, you know, being an engineer in my training, you're really taught to always see the worst case scenarios. Um, <laughs> it's like, what could, what could go wrong? You know, that, that's like the question you're always asking. Um, and so I was a little, probably, I was a little more risk averse, but at the same time, in the field of engineering, I was a little more uh, risk adept. Like, you know, I was doing, I was doing things on the side and, and I, I've always said that I probably stayed in engineering maybe three, four years too long uh, in hindsight, you know, I was burnt out. So part of the reason for that shift was getting away from the negative. Like I was just, I went from being a technician and like doing the work and, and loving the work into a manager role. And I'm, again, I'm sure people can relate to this in, in your field and that was okay uh, for a while, but I, ultimately I was, you know, leading a team of 20, hiring, firing, also mm. responsible for getting all the work, also writing all the proposals, also going to a ton of night meetings and, you know, standing in front of city councils, defending my work. And mm. it was just a very stressful life. Um, I have three kids. <laughs> my wife was a, it was a stay at home mom. And it was just like, what am I doing here? Is this really what I really, what I want to do long-term. And so I would say, 2015 was one of the more pivotal moments in that I actually took vacation from work and went to Austin, Texas to a, a digital marketing conference and training. Um, and so that was, that was different, you know, like to take off one job to do the other sort of thing, but that that's where I is kind of in, in that meeting or in that training where I said, you know what, like looking around and seeing my skill set compared to some of the other people there. I was like, I could do this full time. Like this, this could be what I do is just do digital marketing for my own business and others. And so that really set it in motion, but it wasn't like it was overnight. Again, I was the sole breadwinner, all the insurance, all that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. so that transition was painful and scary. Um, so it was about two and a half years. So it was in summer 2017 is where I kind of had my, both my I had it moment and also like this kind of epiphany of, Hey, you know what? Like this isn't a permanent decision. I put so much pressure on making this, this pivot that it was almost like in my mind, like once I take this step, I can never go back. And then I just realized that's not true. Like <laughs> I could go 
try to be self-employed, try to get my own clients and and do the entrepreneur thing. And if I'm no good at it, or if I fail at it, okay, well, I'll just go back and get another engineering job. Like this isn't like my whole life. It doesn't have to change in this moment. So I put way too much pressure on it until I finally decided or, and realized, I guess that it wasn't. Um, so yeah, so that was really the trigger point for like, okay, I'm really going to do this. Um, and so then there's about a yeah, six month period where I, I leaned and did did it, did it hardcore in both things to be able to make the the leap out of the full time employment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really valuable to just point out and highlight there that if you're going to play that, you know, what's the worst that could happen scenario that you were trained to do as an engineer? Play it all the way. You know, play yeah. it to the end of the road. And so, what if it does fail? Then what's my backup plan? What, you know, I could go back into engineering. I could do something else. I could get into, you know, you, you've done that with the different businesses that you've done. Yeah. Whether it failed or it succeeded wildly, but you decided your passion is to move into another area. Yeah. I just, I knew I needed to change and I knew what I wanted to try. And I guess the, the key thing there was like, I can try it and it's not a fatal decision. It's not like this. It's not like we're going to be homeless and bankrupt. If I try this, it's like, I'll try it, put it, you know, prepare for it, uh, put a time frame on it and have some like wisdom around it. Like, don't just, you know, tell the engineering people, uh, you're losers. I'm out of here. And then you know, <laughs> the bridge, and then be like, have no savings. Of course I didn't, didn't do that. I prepared for it. And I gave a timeline with my wife and I, you know, we, we decided it's like, if this, so basically we had a six month ramp up, I decided, then I said for six months, I'm going to go really hard on building my client base while I'm doing engineering just to get some, you know, a, a war chest, basically uh, get some savings. Then in January, I'll just, we'll decide, are, am I ready? Did I make it? You know, did, is this working? Do I have clients? Um, and then it was, so I made, I gave notice to the engineering company. And then I said, I'm going to do this for six months in June. We're going to like reassess are we broke? <laughs> Did I lose all my clients? You know, like, and then, then I'll take up action. Maybe I'll go back and get another engineering job. Maybe I'll do a part-time something or, you know, like, and luckily everything worked out and, and uh, th- things that we've been very blessed with everything since that point. But, but yeah, I think to your point, play out the scenarios, best, worst, and medium. And usually you're going to hit medium. Uh, so, uh, but know what your floor and ceiling are too. Like, yeah. Cause if you're making that kind of shift in your career, whether to be entrepreneur or just a management position as a landman or, or, you know, whatever, there are pros and cons and you got to weigh those and decide when is the right time to make some of those pivots. Yeah. So let's uh, transition a little bit to talking about the skills that helped you, you know, go through those transitions. Sure. Well, I, I mentioned the first, the first skill was, like having an online business. So I like had to, I basically Googled my way through how to create a website. I wrote a book, like I got speaking gigs. Like how do I do all that? Well, it was through a lot of collaboration with other people and through just a lot of of research and training, Um, some paid courses, some just a a lot of Googles, a lot of Google education. So that's kind of the first, I guess, change in my education outside of engineering. I was acquiring new skills in digital marketing and as I mentioned, I ultimately invested, you know, in traveling and taking certifications and really learned digital marketing in a much more hardcore way, which felt, I guess, gave me the confidence to start getting clients. 
So I started to not only do it for my marriage business, but then like having people pay me on a monthly basis to do their marketing. And so that was, you know, another notch up the ladder as far as feeling um, that I was worthy of being in that field because, you know, I didn't have any degree in it. I just went and self-educated for the most part. Then I got a few certifications and felt like the skill had advanced. Um, yeah. And from there it was, you know, when the fire Creek snacks opportunity came up, I had never created a Shopify store. I'd never done e-commerce with a physical product, mm-hmm. but I said yes to that because I felt like it was like another 10%. If I learned 10% more from what I already know, then I can apply that there. And so I did that. And then, you know, we got, we got the store up, we were making sales, we built an email list and like it, it worked. Then it was like my business partner, Ryan was like, Hey, there's a, a golf show in Orlando. Do you want to co- go down with me? And we'll like do a trade show. I was like, I guess I've never done a trade show. I've never sold to other businesses. I'd never done, I'd never been in that environment, but I took that next step and that next leap. And we ended up doing a dozen trade shows in 2019. So I got really good at selling toe to toe and like sampling and getting people's attention and coming up with specials for B2B sales, business to business sales. Um, So yeah, so that, you know, that, that was that whole world. And then I mentioned podcast guesting. Well, I think the 2019 experience of being at a dozen trade shows and being able to think on my feet and answer questions and know what, know what compelled people to, sample and, and take action that made me quite prepared to be a podcast guest. Um, to, and my whole podcast guesting thing was about fire Creek snacks and growing that brand. And so it, it, a lot of these skills are just, they're stretching myself just a little bit more and just a little bit more. Like we took 20, 2009, Dustin, who'd never had a website, written an email, done any content marketing and made him an e-commerce guy that's talking about it on podcasts. Like that's a huge stretch. But when you realize it was a 10 year journey um, from one to the other and that it was just incremental progress, I think mm-hmm. that, that was huge. I know we're going to talk about mentors and masterminds and, and like how that fits into the mix, but it was just a lot of incremental skill development leading in a new direction, but not trying to do too much all in one jump, I guess. Yeah, there's an interesting pattern there. That I just want to highlight for me that pattern of. Um, learn something or learn about something, make a decision and take some steps. Uh, you know, it's not just accumulating knowledge, but also having a way to apply that and then take the steps, get it to where it's, you're seeing some success, getting some clients and setting your own parameters of, okay, what's our time frame? What's our runway for this? You know, what, how much of a war chest do I have? Yeah how long can we go and and see how that turns out you know that year then six months kind of following that pattern learn apply take steps get success and i see that pattern that as you've done that and then applied that pattern to the different thing you've done so then to your engaged marriage business and then to fire creek snacks and now to your uh, simple success coaching yeah. And I think you make a really good distinction. I accumulated education as I went, but there's a very small gap between education and implementation every time. So it's like, I actually, in most cases, I said yes to things before I felt qualified to do them, but I could see how I could be qualified. But I think that the key thing is there, I didn't just go like read a bunch of stuff about how to make a website or read a bunch about how to do digital marketing. 
I like learned how to do a digital marketing skill and then I went and sold it. Or in some cases I sold it and had someone hire me for it. And then I went and learned how to do it because I knew I would, mm-hmm. I knew I could do it. I just like hadn't learned it yet. And I feel like that, like when I said yes to Ryan, I'm like, yeah, I could, I can make a Shopify store. Like I'd never done it. It's not like I said, well, give me six months. Let me go learn how to make a Shopify store. I'll test some other stores. I'll get a certification. No, like there was an opportunity at hand and I was not deceitful either. I said, I've never done it, but I know I can. Like, so if you'll trust me enough to give me a little runway here to, to go get it up and, and learn it, um, then I, I know I can do it. And so that's, yeah, that's, that's really the pattern is like taking like a very small gap between learning and implementation. And I think that's really important because then you go do stuff and you realize what you don't know, then you go learn a little bit more so you can do it better. And it is definitely like an iterative loop of education and action that I think that's how you make the fastest progress in any yeah. field. I really like that. You know, just trying to do what we can to reduce that gap between learning and implementation. Yes. I that's think that's, powerful. That's, that's key. I'm glad you, you, you pulled that out of what I was sharing there. So, so going through these steps, I mean, you said that you Googled some stuff, but you also found some coaches and some mentors, people who were in the digital marketing space or online. Who are some of the mentors that were really influential, helpful in that process for you? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of them never knew me, but I knew them, um, you know, and, and later on, I'd say more recently, I've, I've gotten more into the, actual relationships with some of these people that I admire and, you know, having masterminds and those sort of things. But in the early days, it was more, I know you and I both have an admiration for Dan Miller, um, you know, 48 days to the work you love. So mm-hmm. in 2019 or yeah, 2009, I was like on vacation with my wife. I was feeling a little burnout from, from the engineering world. And I was reading a book called no more dreaded Mondays. It was just called no more Mondays then, but they retitled it. And it was basically this idea that like you should have a creative place for your work and you should be able to do things outside of your nine to five. And it was Dan Miller's book. Mm-hmm. So that book is what made me go, Hey, you know what? We've been doing all this marriage ministry stuff. I should create a website. Like we don't have to just do this in church basements. Like we can bring this online and share our story and it'll be a creative outlet for me and maybe even a business. Um, so yeah, so Dan Miller's been there between books and podcasts. He's been a big, a big influence on me and a mentor. And I've actually been able to talk to him uh in, in recent years, but for many years I knew him and, and admired him from afar. Um, I would say the other the other big influence in that transition time was just the whole company of digital marketer. Uh their and their CEO at the time, his name was Ryan Dice. Mm-hmm. He was just really talented marketer, really um approachable uh, content and a really, really good at breaking things down into simple, simple systems that I feel like I could follow. Um, and they really did things in a way that fit my engineering brain. So I give them a lot of credit that, that, that when I talked about 2015, I took vacation, I went down to Austin, Texas to digital marketers headquarters, had a whole day with Ryan and his team, and then went to a conference that they put on. That was definitely a huge pivot point because it was at that conference and in that room with him that I said, I belong here. I could do this full time. I can't quit today, but I know now I'm on this path that this is where I want to go next. Um, so that was, a, he was a huge, again, mentor. I don't even know if he would know my name, but uh, but I definitely looked up to him for a long time and, and admired his work. So I would say those are the, the big pivot points. And then I, I would say after that, it's, um, there's a guy named, named Chris Williams, who in 
early 2022, uh, I was in his mastermind and, uh, that was the first mastermind I'd ever invested in. And it was like a mastermind teaching you about masterminds sort of thing. And, uh, yeah, so the, you know, the experience there was, was mixed in the actual group, but the, what it did for me was flip my mindset into like, oh, I can do this. And this is what really excites me. And so that I would say those are the kind of the three big pivots or, or break points in my career. It was like Dan Miller got me in online marketing and building a business for myself. Then, you know, digital marketer Ryan Dice got me deep into digital marketing, which led to the Fire Creek Snacks and everything else. And then, you know, I guess almost two years ago now, year and a half ago was the mastermind experience that opened my eyes up into what a mastermind really was, how you run one effectively and like the transformation that can happen in that environment. So those are, those are what come to mind when you ask me about mentors and, and people that have really accelerated my progress. Yeah, I know two of those three mentors. <laughs> Join us next time for part two of this conversation, where you can learn more about the resources we have to offer. Thanks for listening to the Landman Pivot Podcast. I'm Ryan Fairbanks, RPL.